I realize that doesn't really work if you have food in your mouth. Yep. <laughs> I just swallow that macaroni nearly whole. <laughs> you ever swallowed a whole macaroni? I feel like there's a childhood rhyme about that. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Hello, everybody, and thank you for sticking with us for another episode of The Weekly Wilson. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I am your stuffy host, Brian Wilson. And I am your... I couldn't think of the antithesis of stuffy, but I guess... Uh, Stuffless? I could just... I, I could just... <laughs> hear that coming out of my nostril that air <laughs> not stuffy all right well that's good i'm sure that was a pleasurable audio <laughs> <Jay> experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're coming at you this week another topicless week not topless week don't stop what you're doing um mm-hmm. <laughs> topicless. that's how we're cel- that's how we're celebrating the two-year anniversaries we're doing a topless podcast <laughs> I don't know why we're not drawing more listeners. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, still both pretty busy, still a lot going on, so we're just doing a good old-fashioned catching-up episode. Yep. So, do you want to kick it off? What's going on? Uh, Yeah, so, um, Brian, I don't know if I Mm -hmm. talked to you about this, but in recent days and weeks... I think a week or so back, two weeks, I don't know. Um, I sort of, the scales tipped inside my mind, the mental scales, um, which formerly were only for imaginary fish. Um. <laughs> it's funny, I can see when you're trying to think of a joke about something you just said, and you pause, and your eyes get like a fog over them, and I'm like, oh no, it's happening. <laughs> Well, I said mental scales, and I was like, "That's something." <laughs> I know. Um, and what you what what did the punchline end up being there? I said uh, something shifted on the mental scales, and then I said, "Which were formerly only for imaginary fish." Um, mental scales. Okay. Yep. Anyhow, um, Brian. So, I uh, I have decided to go full bore into trying to go to grad school. Full bore. Full bore. The whole bore, not half bore. I was going to say, what does full bore even mean? Like like a pig or like you're boring into grad school? I don't know, man. Full bore. I decided. I feel like it probably has something to do with a drill. Maybe. Scotty, um, look into that. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, but anyways, yeah, so I kind of made that call and it was exciting because I decided I wanted to do it, and I think that I can, but also it makes my stomach hurt because I don't, I didn't like applying to college. It was very stressful, and uh, I didn't really have a lot of success with applying to college. Like, I got in to my second choice of major at UC, and I just, like, straight up didn't get into OSU, like, main campus. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That wasn't fun. And now I'm just like, let me try to do the next one. That's harder. <laughs> um, yeah, but I feel like you have a lot more credibility now. That's what I'm saying. Like, I got a good track record. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of schools All aren't of... requiring the GRE anymore. So that I like that. Oh, really? Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. And if I looked at high school Jay, I'd be like, this kid's not going to make it. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look what but he's now- wearing. What is that, a cowboy hat? <laughs> but now Why I'm is he like wearing this- a cowboy hat in an Italian restaurant? <laughs> I, I don't know why you True filled story. out all of your college applications while you were wearing a cowboy hat in an Italian restaurant. <laughs> I was like, Jay, you don't have to go to Olive Garden to fill out college applications. You don't need to include pictures. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Full bore comes from uh, running an engine with no choke on it. When, okay. when the choke is completely removed, you're going full bore. Okay, but, but it also is also an, it it also is an adjective that means denoting firearms of relatively large caliber. Okay, um, but Brian, I was also just thinking of writing a college application letter and saying, like, my dearest college, I write to you from <laughs> Parasons in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, wearing a <laughs> cowboy hat. <laughs> um, Please let me into but, uh, college. Please. End. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I made that decision, and I've been the- looking into all the different, like, universities that I'm considering. Mm-hmm. Like, what sort of research is going on there. And, yeah, it's just uh, really intimidating and kind of scary, but I want to do it really bad, so... Was there a um, a pivotal moment that really cemented this decision for you? Uh, yeah, it was like we had um, we had a guy come talk to our like senior capstone lecture about grad school opportunities, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I always thought of it as like, oh, grad school is like this cool thing that uh, you can um. Like, a lot of times you can get it paid for, and then, uh, I don't know, in my mind, like, I always got excited when considering grad school, but then I thought of it as, like, it was weighing the scales of, do I want to do it, do I think I would enjoy it, Um, this, that, and the other, and then I was also, like, kind of weighing it as a, um, going to grad school means doubling down on, like, my career, and going into engineering, and, like, sticking with it for a long time. And I mean, it means doubling down on your career? Yeah. How so? Because I'm, like, investing more time and energy into it. Okay. Your academic career so, or your job career? I mean, they're one and the same in my mind. Okay. Like, what's the point of doing, like, you know, like, what, what am I going to school for if not to, like, do something with it? <laughs> Well, I don't know. Like, if you continue to get your PhD and just do research, I consider that, like, an academic career, but not, like, a commercial career. I don't know. <laughs> What's the, what do you I'm call the other career. one? Traditional? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's my, my professional life. Um, anyways, um, but I'd always thought that, you know, that's a lot of time, and also, like, then what if I don't, like, love it at the end, and I don't want to stay with it for a long time? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think basically, I just, I think I like school more now than I did then. So I'm more, uh, more predisposed to like, just want to keep going. I think mm-hmm. I like engineering more now than I did then. So like, I am more intrigued by the thought of what it could lead to. 
And then also I realized, wait a minute, like the whole, uh, like time investment thing, I could kind of make that back in a sense where it's like, if I just go for a master's and then I just think "Ah, I'm kind of done with school, not really feeling engineering as much as I thought, then it's like, yes, I took that time to get a master's, but then on the other hand, it probably like jumped my career forward a little bit, you know? So kind of bridges the gap, but then yeah, just sort of in that moment, I was just like, why am I not like going full bore into grad school? Because, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. I just really like school and, um, I definitely like had the most fun and enjoyed my time the most in my one term, like in the academic, like research setting. Mm-hmm. So if at all possible, I think I'm going to try to do that, but well, cool. Um, yeah. I wouldn't let the, like, career financial side of it bother you because I'm of the opinion that it seems to be the more school you go to, the higher paying job you can get tends to be the general trend. Mm -hmm. At least that's the idea. I don't know how true that is these days. But, um, so, like, doctors go to school forever and then you make a butt ton of money. Or you can just Mm -hmm. get your undergrad, get a job, and you're making money the whole time. I think in the end, it all ends up evening out. I'm a firm believer in that. I have no math to support it, but my general gut feeling is that at the end of the day, we all end up with enough money, and that's kind of all that matters. Yeah, so that's where I've landed with that, and it's sort of getting into the process. I'm like just getting hit with waves of like anxiousness because I just hate this process. It's like... It's a tough process. It's a grueling process. Yeah, so, but I'm I'm pretty, like, I don't know. I just remember kind of, like, mailing it in when I was uh, applying to college. Like, not literally, not literally. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, going to say, that's. <laughs> I just, like, I, I remember doing that, and, like, I think I could have done better at the college application process. But then mm-hmm. with jobs, I remember the first go-around with, like, getting a co-op, I was pretty sluggish about it, and... I just remember feeling really bad about myself during that process, but then I had to do it so much that eventually I just stopped. I just didn't care anymore. And it was super easy. Um, <laughs> you lost all self-respect. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, for this, it's like, I don't know there. Cause the list of grad schools that I'm applying to, or that I hope to, um, like when you go to grad school, a lot of people want to like one, go to a different college two go to a pretty prestigious college, you know? Mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just like the names are intimidating like i feel like i'm a good I'm a, I'm a bright young man and i'm a decent student but like oh boy applying to like georgia tech and u of m with like a three seven in my undergraduate career like i feel like a small small fish in a big pond i think what it comes down to a lot too because with grad schools you go on like visits and stuff and you meet people Mm-hmm. And I think the whole, <laughs> this is me speaking from a perspective of having never gone to grad school, but I mm-hmm. think those circles, it's a lot more about who you're working with. Like it's a lot more collaborative and people working mm-hmm. together and helping each other figure out their problems. So I think as with most things in life, once you kind of check the boxes for the hard skills prerequisites, which is like GPA and like academic prowess i guess i don't know but i'm sure you check all those Mm -hmm. boxes and then it becomes more of 
your personality, how excited you are about it, how easy you are to work with, and you've got those like mega checked. So yeah, I I like I'm, to think so. I feel good about your odds. I wouldn't sell yourself yeah. short. And I have, I got some, I got some folks at Georgia Tech who have who've interacted with me. Yeah, it's it's who you know. So so yeah, we'll see. So have you reached but, out? Um, at what's what stage are you at in the application process? Have you like started filling things out? Have you reached out to people to ask questions, or do you have like a no. short list of schools? Yeah, so I have some schools that I'm interested in. It's really been like just my head's been spinning as like I've been trying to just find like research that I'm interested in, and then like I I well I had a clarifying meeting today um, with a person from your past. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, bonus points if you at if at the end of the statement you can guess who it was. I'll let you have some time to think about it. I feel like I could guess um, now. Okay, who was it? Noah. Yeah, it was Noah. Um, but <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, because I was caught in the loop of let me find a place that I want to go. No, let me find like research that I want to do, and then it's like no, let me investigate how I'm gonna get funded for this degree, and then it's like. There were just a bunch of different layers that I kept on kind of running through and not making much progress in any of them. So I mm-hmm. talked to him about it, and he sort of gave me a good like marching order of what to do and what uh, order. Um, but yeah, so now I think it's going to be a matter of um, one, just getting my like all my application materials together, but then reaching out to like researchers and stuff. And I've already found there's one lab at Georgia Tech that I'm like really interested in the stuff they're doing, but like. The more, the cooler it is, the more I'm just like, I couldn't get in that lab. Everybody wants to get in that lab. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, you gotta shoot yeah, your shot, I, don't, I guess. Yeah, no. So I, I don't really have a lot of uh, self-esteem when it comes to <laughs> applying for academic opportunities. Yeah. Well, I feel like, and this is, again, me just kind of speaking out my ass, but <laughs> from the distance that I've observed Ben's graduate school career... Like, we hold Ben in the highest esteem. Like, we think he's brilliant and awesome. But yeah. it seems like all of the opportunities he pursued, he always felt like he was out of his league. So I think that's mm-hmm. once you get to a certain point in your academic career, it's just perpetual imposter syndrome from there on out. Yeah, I've had a lot of people who I respect a lot say things to that effect. So I yeah. think the key is to just, like, not be daunted and just, like, keep going forward. But... It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm unique in that. I, I don't think I'm unique in that I have a lot of anxiety around these sort of things. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just really easy when you have anxiety around a process like this and you're also kind of busy with other stuff to just kind of keep pushing it aside. And I just really, yeah, really don't sure. want to do that. So yeah, I'm hope, hoping to hammer that home here in the next few weeks. Nice. Well, best of luck with your search. Um, Thanks. I'm happy to help you in any way I can, but I think there are a lot of people in your life that will be more equipped to help you with this process since I have not been through it. Uh, This also kind of opens the door wide open for you to uh, be objectively smarter than me. You know, it would be the first time in a long time. And (laughs) I think, well, okay, smartness versus intelligence. I think think you've always (laughs) been a little brighter than me, but I might eventually learn more things. We could we could really, really break. The, you're quicker than I am. Quicker? Yeah, like you just get things. Like I feel like it's you've always just been a little bit like naturally 
See, that's funny because a lot of times I feel pretty slow. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and I've always thought you've been a lot more emotionally intelligent than me and like more situationally aware. But I don't know. I I, I would accept that compliment. I appreciate that. Yeah. We could really break down our levels of intelligence in different different genres of intelligence, but maybe that can be another We could talk about that in the subject zone. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? We're coming up with subjects off the fly now. But do you want to hit me with something that you've been doing this past week? Yeah, so I've still just been at outages. I finished up my outage in Braidwood. Now I'm at an outage mm-hmm. in Peach Bottom. So Oh, classic Peach Bottom. So yeah. you're revisiting now. Yeah, this is the first plant that I ever went to when I was a young, naive FEP. Ah, a FEP. Yep, and now I'm circling back, um, went into the plant, opened up the fridge to drop off my food, and saw one of the meals that I had here the first time I was here. (laughs) Really? From three years ago, yes, because I'm the only one that gets those meals because it is an obscure meal delivery service that only delivers vegetarian meals. (laughs) Was it, like, frozen or just, like, foul? Um, it was frozen, it was in the freezer, so I imagine they keep for basically all time, but... I'd imagine, yeah. I'm just going to leave it. Let it ride. Because <laughs> I have since switched meal services because that one got too expensive. Regardless. Yeah, yeah I'm back at Peach Bottom uh, doing more training video recording stuff. The crew that I'm here with, they all seem very... We're all kind of like on the same page. Just like younger mm-hmm. guys, similar interests. Like, mm-hmm. So we already like... Uh, a couple days ago, we went out to a bar after work and just like had a few beers and some pizza. And then this nice. weekend, one of the guys has an Airbnb, so I think we're going to, like, grill out there and just hang out for the day. Sick. So, yeah. Things are Wait, are up. you able to get Airbnbs? Um, I think they don't let GE employees do it anymore. Oh, so he's not? No, he, yeah, so there's GE, and then we're, like, all of the supervisors, basically, and then for all the people yeah. that actually do the work, we hire a contractor called Sonic. <laughs> for, all, for all those people that actually do things. Um, yeah. I um, mean, that's what I say, but... Um, yeah. yeah. It'd, be, so a, it'd Sonic be cool guys. if you could get GE to like, let you get like a house with like a few of the people. Yeah, they used to allow Airbnbs, and they stopped it. And there was a good reason. I forget why. Oh, it's because... Uh, Embezzling. People, I forgot. No, <laughs> people, <laughs> uh, yeah, because people would have friends... Uh, who owned Airbnbs. So then they would tell them exactly how much they're allowed to spend on housing, so then they would charge exactly that rate. Yeah. So a little bit of mini embezzlement, maybe. Um, but yeah, so no more... Like outbezzlement. <laughs> so no more uh, Airbnbs for GE employees. But the Sonic people yeah. can. And plus, I never... <clears throat> I did try to get an Airbnb once, and then they canceled it the day before I got there. And then all the hotels were full, so I was really just screwed over at that outage. Um, but also, if you get an Airbnb, then you don't get any hotel that points. Was, so. I didn't tell you about the time I lived in the nuclear reactor? <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought they should just have like some rooms like in a building next to the nuke plant, because that'd be so much nicer to stay at. It's like you can just wake up, nice. go right to work. Yeah. So... Um, so that's what I'm up to. Well, uh, my my no running stint has continued. I'm in week five. So last I week do. I tried to last week I tried to do a little bit of lifting, um, just to, like stay yeah. active. But uh, when recovering from injury, I have accepted the usefulness of just total rest. 
So this week I've been doing absolutely nothing. It's like I get home from work and I stretch and then I play Minecraft and ice. And I've been like so inactive this week. I feel like just gross. Yeah. Honestly though, just like stretching and eating well, Mm -hmm. just existing. I think you can do that for quite some time and be a a perfectly good human. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I'm eating well, though. Ooh, this hotel has a bar and a restaurant down in the lobby. And Mm -hmm. there's, like, one woman who bartends and then one chef. And I think I'm, like, one of the only people that goes there. Like, almost nobody goes there. But I've been going there every day, so I'm, like, tight with this bartender lady, tight with the chef. Like, on the first day, I mentioned I was vegetarian, and she's like, oh, he makes some great vegetarian stuff. Let me go get him. And he came out, and he's like, hey, so you're vegetarian? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, uh, I could make this, or, like, I could get these ingredients and make this for you tomorrow, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, nice. all right, yeah. He's like, he's like <laughs> my chef, basically. <laughs> so yeah yesterday he's coming over he was, later <laughs> yeah yesterday he's like hey i made this uh, vegetarian lasagna for you like it's one of my yeah. fa- one of my favorite things to make and since you're here i just decided to make it so it's like on the list of specials for the week and he made it for me hey <laughs> that's awesome i know so that's kind of fun a little something to look What's forward his, to every day do you know his do you know his name no i've been meaning to ask his name but i keep forgetting i know the bartender ah. is val val yeah. Hey Val, give me a lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> you still got more of the lasagna? I'll have that and bring me a Budweiser when you're ready. <laughs> That's literally what I said today when I went down there. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. She's like, you need a menu? You know I'm a like Budweiser? <laughs> uh well I've been doing Blue Moon, but I realized the blue moons are seven dollars. So I was like, I mean it's on the company dime, but I kinda wanna save yeah. some extra for if I want to splurge at the end or something, so nice. But yeah, she's like, you need a menu? And I was like, is there any lasagna left? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, give me some of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So so I'm that guy. Yeah. But even with the, the, the fun team that I'm with in the restaurant here, I'm still like pretty lonely, especially with all the Minecraft I've been playing every day. Yeah. So I've been getting a lot of reading done too, but yeah, just... When when you don't ex- when you usually exercise and you stop exercising, then you're like, what do people do with all their time? Yeah, play Minecraft. Yeah. I guess. I guess that's what they're all doing. Um, I've been <laughs> reading a lot too, but since I enjoy the book a lot, I feel worse about it. If that makes any sense. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> like I don't know. Usually, I like feel less bad about reading because, like, I think just because I do it less, so I'm just like, oh, if I really. Like, watching TV is, like, wasting time, but reading's like, not. Yeah, I've always, yeah, yeah, felt weird about that dichotomy. You just feel a little bit better about reading for some reason, but now it's, like, I'm reading a lot, and it's, like, Jay, you're you're still wasting time, bud. Like, (laughs) this is just content. Um, Yeah, a lot of uh, times I feel bad about all the screens I stare at, and I feel like reading can be a good break from a screen, at least. Yeah. But I read on my phone. phone. So that doesn't help. And I just feel like I'm getting eyeball cancer from all the screens I'm staring at literally all day. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever uh, be a phone book guy. I hate phone books. (laughs) I tried reading the phone book once. (laughs) Just not my thing. Yeah. I Funny, you know, that you should mention that. Um, Different thing that made me think of. I actually counted sheep to fall asleep the other week. How many sheep are roaming around Clifton these days? 
not a lot, but like, you know, mental sheep. They hang out with the imaginary fish. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) it was, uh, yeah, I was just like, let me just like count. And then it was, it was nice to like imagine like a peaceful visual. And then I was just like counting sheep and I was like, man, this this is kind of nice. (laughs) Were they cartoon sheep? Were they animated? Was it real sheep? I forget. It was a while ago now, but, uh. Yeah, I, it was so so nice. I just like stayed up till like five a.m. counting sheep. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, it was enjoyable. Um, but hey, could I uh, hit you with a little piggyback on my first point? Sure. So I made the decision point? to go to grad school. Yeah. Uh-huh. My thoughts were all of these uh, schools for all for eggheads that I'm applying to. Um, <laughs> Probably got pretty uh, lackluster running teams, I would imagine. Okay. Not, like, bad, I'm, I'm sure. They're still D1, most of them. I was going to say, um, I don't know why you would think that. <laughs> but Brian, but Brian, um, that got me thinking. If I go to a school that doesn't have a particularly great running program, and then I go for the least enjoyed events, maybe I could walk on. And, like, do something. Be like varsity. Yeah. So, here's my new plan, Brian. If you'll look on the sheet, the the bullet point is, um, walkathlon, which is... I thought that's my idea. No. Okay. I'm gonna walk on as a decathlete. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You're gonna have to. I have no idea if this is at all realistic yet. (laughs) Okay, right off the bat, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw up some hurdles for you that I think you'll run into. Number one being the hurdles. Hurdles. (laughs) Which actually, I don't think hurdles are part of the decathlon. So maybe scrap that one. Hurdles are part of the decathlon. Okay, well, there's your first hurdle. First ten hurdles. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then the eleventh hurdle is gonna be the pole vault, which is an exceptionally high hurdle. Yes. Third one I'm going to say would be javelin. Everything <laughs> else, shot, though. Shot, put, or discus? No, those are pretty simple. Like, throwing a javelin yeah. is very technically difficult, aside from being yeah. strong. So, yeah. uh, other than that, I think you got it in the bag. Here's my thought, Brian. So, I've been running a lot for my whole life. Mm-hmm. If I cut it back to, like, 10 to 20 miles a week. Mm-hmm. I think I could put on some muscle, and that would yeah. help out with a lot of things. That's the other thing I was thinking, is with your frame, if you just put on, like, 60 pounds... That's what I'm saying, Brian. So, <laughs> I'm going to... Here's my plan. This spring, I'm going to train specifically for the 1500, slash 800, slash 400, slash high jump. Specifically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, well, no, I'm just going to go super low miles so that, cause I wanted to run fast anyways, but I think I'm just going to pair back to as few miles as I can possibly do and mm-hmm. still be in shape for the 15. Yeah. Try to get really fast, train really hard at my jumps actually. And like train with the sprinters like a couple times a week. Yeah. Do like some explosive work. Yeah. Lift more if I can. Um, and just like sort of try to ramp up throughout spring and then over the summer, just hit it hard in all the stuff that I'm bad at. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm getting ready to go to grad school, I won't be doing anything over the summer. So I could really like train the technique based things. Yeah. And then train. I show up on day one. I'm just like, Hey coach, I'm really bad at a lot of these things, but 
just for, for perspective, I was a buck seventy five months ago and running sixty miles a week. I'm old, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like stronger than all these young folk you got around. Um, <laughs> and like, how annoying could it really be to have like some random dude redshirting training with the decathletes? You know? Yeah. Like, I don't even need to compete. I just need to be like, hey, coach, let me train with you guys for like a year and see if I get good. <laughs> yeah, you could go home. You could train pole vault with like Elliot and the yeah. Spriggs. You could, yeah. uh, I'm sure Caleb could show you some things. Javelin. Uh-huh. Okay. This this could happen. Yeah. And like, I realize I like putting on a muscle is going to be like crucial. And I'm not a very like stocky guy. But then with the throws, I got such a big lever arm on that disc, and I have so much time to push on the shot. Okay. Like, I think I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the decathlon's mostly attitude. You gotta be a workhorse. Oh, yeah. For sure. So. All these these soft sprinters complaining about the 1500. I'll just be (laughs) complaining about everything else. (laughs) No, but, uh... (laughs) Yeah. But uh yeah. So, so did you did you look at running clubs at all? Because I know for a fact Michigan's running club is really good. Yeah, and then I know Georgia Tech also has a running club. Uh-huh. So yeah, those are the two main contenders right now because just I've heard U of M is like really really good for research. Mhm. And it would be relatively close to Kelly. And then Georgia Tech, I like have been there before and know that I really like the area, and also I know people there. So, mm-hmm. but oh, I guess Decathlete. Does, it's gonna happen. <laughs> does Does Kelly know where she's going then? Or did oh, you Kelly mean like Kelly's family? What? You didn't know that? No. Yeah, so she accepted a job in Midland, Michigan. Right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? Uh, where where is actually, that? <laughs> you got your uh, map with you? Dude, you're asking the wrong guy. It's by, uh, <laughs> what is it? Something Bay. It's by how, a bay. How close is it to the Upper Peninsula? Not that close. But okay. also not... It's in the middle. I don't know, man. Like, it's... What is it? It's by, uh... It's, there's a bay. There's a bay. I don't know. She's gonna look at staying in Bay City because it's cooler than Midland. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. So that's what she's doing. I would love to be in Michigan near her. I was going to say, um, is that like swaying your decisions at all? Or did... Was that well, a group decision? Or Yeah, so she like she was invited to apply for the position because it was at one of her former co-ops. So she was uh-huh. like, well, I should probably at least apply. And then, of course, she got it because she's a genius. Um, but... Yeah, so then it was a really good offer, like, better than she was anticipating, and she didn't feel comfortable turning it down, so, like, yeah, she was... Well, good for her. She's going to Midland. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really so, good offer. She thinks she's going to like the job, so getting that ironed out this early is pretty nice. So then she um, can be the breadwinner. Yeah, no, I can just be the, the studious shut-in who's pouring all of his blood, sweat, and tears and money into some random thing. <laughs> and she'll support the family. Um, no, but uh, yeah. So that's so that's happening, and yeah, that's made me look at the Michigan schools more. Um, but honestly, she's very supportive of me going 
like essentially anywhere, especially because it's like grad school. So there's like a specific timeline on it. Mm-hmm. Um, How far are we but, talking from Chicago? What? <laughs> it, for the for, is Midland? Isn't Chicago kind of close to Michigan? Let me. I'm just gonna it's like look Northern up Illinois. Again. I feel like it's. I think it's near the thumb. But it's not close to Chicago. Why? Okay. Just because there's a lot of nuclear plants around. Like, I fly into Chicago a lot to go to plants. Ah. There's a lot in Illinois. I don't think there's any in Michigan. Okay, so Brian, is my thumb... It's to the left. Now it's to my right. It's pointing right. Yeah. She's right here. That's not too far north. No. But uh, that concludes our pointing at my own hand on audio file <laughs> section. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on there. Um, oh, I, can't need to find, I have so many tabs open. Um, other than that, I just have another large section to launch into. So if you want to get your pity nunnins in... At any point, now's the time. Um, I don't think I have any more pity nonins. Really? I saw, like, so many bullet points. Yeah, those are just a lot of really dumb things that I kind of want to ask you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, actually, a lot of these are irrelevant. Like, one of them is that I ate boiled peanuts for the first time a few weeks ago. Have you ever had a boiled peanut? Nope. Yeah, they're not what I thought they would be. They're actually really disgusting, but Sydney loves them. Really? Imagine a wet, soft, slimy peanut. Uh, okay, I'm imagining it. That's what a boiled peanut is. <laughs> Do you want me to eat it? Yeah, try it. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like cold peanut tea. Congealed peanut tea. Yeah, um, it was really not good. And then when Sydney kept opening them, she kept squirting me with boiled peanut juice. <laughs> yeah, oh, so si- so Sydney can keep all the boiled peanuts. Um, I started taking a more methodical approach to cooking my eggs. Mm. Because I like my eggs medium well, you know? Yep. Medium well. Medium. <laughs> <laughs> Or over medium. That's how I like them. <laughs> medium well. <laughs> medium well. So, that it's a very narrow band, because I like the yolk to be, like, the yolk to be gelatinous, basically. Like, still liquid, but not runny. It's a very fine line. Okay. And yeah. I was like, some days I get it, some days I don't. Most days I don't, because it's such a, like, small bullseye to hit. And I was like, Brian, mm-hmm. use the same stove, same pan every day. There are, like, very few variables in this equation. You could figure this out. So I started recording what I would set the heat to, and then how long I would cook it on one side, how long I would cook it after I flipped. And then, like, I had a sheet going, and every day I would do something and then record how the egg turned out. And then I would alter mm-hmm. a little bit every day. And within, like, three days, I had it down. It was nice. not difficult. Like, I was already pretty close just on my intuition. Which kind of nice. makes sense since I've been doing it for so long. But yeah, now I'm like, okay. Turn the heat to this. This long on this side. This long on this side. Perfect egg. Hmm. There, there is still go. a little bit of variable to uh, 
like where the egg is in the pan. Different parts of the pan mm-hmm. get more heat, but I don't know. I can't really. I could control for that, but I won't. It's too too <laughs> yeah. far. I've reached the the diminishing return. What do you call it? The marginal yeah. return point of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was a point in The Martian where he's like solving a bunch of stuff really sophisticated ways. Um but uh at one point he needs to like patch like some sort of hole and he's like trying to figure out like and he has very limited supplies and he's like trying to MacGyver it and they just like my first inclination was to use duct tape and I tried it and it worked. And they just like lo and behold and they just like duct tape works in space. And then he said I had another idea that I could have done where I would have like vented this gas and vented this gas and mixed them and then it would have created ice and it would have frozen over the hole and then he's just like but he's like but I didn't have to because the duct tape worked. I could have fixed it with ice. You get the idea. And then he's like <laughs> he's just like bragging that he had like another harebrained idea. <laughs> it was just kind of funny because like a, a really simple solution worked first try. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, uh, That's fun. Yeah. But um and then on the trip that Sydney and I went to to West Palm Beach like a month ago now, oh, yeah. um, they had a giant chessboard, like where the chess pieces were like waist high. I saw that. Yeah, and we played a lot of chess, and it turns out Sydney really likes chess. Huh. So that was a thing for a little bit. But then I left, and now we don't have a chessboard, so that kind of died there, but it's just waiting to be resurrected at any time. Hmm. There was some dispute in the first couple games because um, there were a couple rules that Sydney didn't fully understand that made her think she had won. But then I was like, no, you didn't win. Like, we have to keep playing. She's like, but I got you. And I'm like, but you can't do that. Like, I'm not allowed to get got like that. And she's like, but I got you. So, yeah. (laughs) Dang. But I think, so there was some rage after that. But I think we smoothed it out and we're ready to play more chess. (laughs) okay chess almost got chess added online i know that's what i was thinking when i left for the outages i was like "Ooh, we should get a chess app and we can play like remotely but then i never did and it just fell off my to-do list and i forgot about it until now so maybe i'll do that chess online is like a pretty prolific thing so i'm to understand what do you mean like it's a thing called chess online oh yeah yeah i think there's some very like well-established online chess apps and sites and stuff so Mm -hmm. let me say neither of us are that great we're very evenly matched but i know that like we don't have we don't know strategy and tactics and stuff it's just kind of feeling it Mm -hmm. out as we go but it's fun because we're evenly matched so yeah yeah well brian Mm -hmm. on to the meat and potatoes of my update i went home Okay, I feel like that happens almost every weekend. Nope, I haven't done it since uh, I came to see you. See you, okay. So that's been a while then, I suppose. Yeah, we were both home at the same time last time I was home. Oh, okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) But, um... Oh, wait, no, before that, I had, like, I went home on Sunday because we had Monday off of school... But I went home on Sunday because fun stuff happened earlier in the weekend. So I can talk about that, too. Um, I went to the effort of tracking down a football ticket, Brian. You went to a football ticket? 
I went to a football ticket. No, I went to the effort of tracking down a football ticket. Okay. For Cincinnati? <laughs> yeah. Um, we were playing University of Southern Florida. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it was not a great game for Cincinnati, but a close game. So, like, good to watch, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we were projected to beat them by 28 points. We won by four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> More evidence of Cincinnati playing N plus one football. Um, <laughs> we just but... barely made it back to being ranked too. I've actually been following a lot of football pretty closely. Yeah, yeah. I've been following the Chargers. I have not been following the Chargers. I've been following college well, football. Brian, charge them up. Charge them up. I sh- I did show Sydney their uh, their schedule release video though. Heck yeah! So um, yeah. <laughs> we're a Chargers household for sure. Gotta love it. Literally, I've watched entire football games that the Chargers weren't playing in just because someone else in the AFC West was playing and I wanted them to lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a diehard Cardinals fan when they were playing the Chiefs. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, but anyhow, Brian. So, yeah. So, I went to the football game and it was really fun. Um, went with Kelly and Mary. But early on... I saw a friend from Run Club who was working the game, and I said, hey, dude, you said you'd be working the game, and you told me to say hi, so I'm saying hi right now. And I waved at him, and he motioned me down towards the field, and I came down to talk to him, and he was saying, hey, do you want to do the tire roll at, at like after second of the quarter? And I'm just like, yeah, that would be fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so then I got to do the thing where you go down on the field, and like you do the 10 spins on the bat, uh-huh. And then you roll the tire from, like, the 40-yard line into the end zone. <laughs> okay. And I won a set of tires because I won. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want a set of tires? Yeah. Do you need a set of tires? I mean, who doesn't? I guess. <laughs> My, I mean, the tires on Dad's car that he's letting me use right now are new. Yeah. But, I mean, new tires doesn't isn't a bad thing. Yeah, They're I guess. Money. Yeah, just put them in a garage and use them when you need them. Maybe I don't know. How do tires yeah. work? I don't know. They're vulcanized. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was cool. I destroyed the competition. I don't think we didn't really understand the rules very well. But like, I spun way faster than them on the spinny bat, mm-hmm. and then just was whipping in the Rari with that tire, man. That yeah. none of them understood how fast I was going to roll that tire. Um, <laughs> Just but, more uh, credit if, to the Jay is good at games uh, yeah. journey. <laughs> but um, so all my friends at the football game saw me get on the field. So that was fun. But then I didn't realize it was like also on the TV broadcast. No So way. then like anybody I knew who was watching the game saw my lanky ass get out on the field and do a, <laughs> like a tire race. And it was like, was that you? <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, it was. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so that was fun. And then... Um, yeah, Sunday, I drove home, and I got there just in time to take a quiz for a class, mm-hmm. and then head straight from that to a Supalooza. Oh, I miss the Supalooza. Is it Supalooza <laughs> or Supalooza? Well, I th- always thought Supalooza was like a super loser. <laughs> um, Supalooza. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Supapalooza, I believe, is the full title, but... Okay. There were so many people there, Brian. It was the whole gang. Yeah. It was like 
Marissa, Kyle, Natalie, Caroline, uh, the Stall. Oh well, I guess we said their last name now. Um, I already said but, Spriggs too. It's if you say their last name, you just can't say any of their first names. Well, Father Stall was is a big part yeah. of the story later. Were older brother and younger brother Stall there? Yeah, uh, not younger brother Stall, just older okay. brother Stall and sister Stall. <laughs> sister Stall was there. Um, but uh, who else? Father Jenna. <laughs> um. Yeah, and like just a, a lot of the crew that I didn't expect to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now that all the kids are grown, everyone has a lot more time on their hands. So it was a oh, I thought the opposite uh, was supposed to happen. I don't know. Um, ben, son of Lauren, was there with oh, Lauren. Yeah? He's a little person, Did now, you know, isn't he? Yeah, he's running around. He's got hair. He's like talking. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that Lauren has another kid? Yeah, I was unaware. She's bringing him to the driftwood. Yeah, I thought that 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 she like I was like, who's Mike? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, do I know this guy? Is he chill? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think I kind of knew. I had a suspicion. <laughs> Did you know Rachel's pregnant? Yes, I just scheduled my flu shot and Tdap shot. Oh, yeah, I need to do that, too, once I get home. Yeah. I also scheduled a meeting with my doctor to talk about my blood pressure, because I'm an old man. Yeah, how's that going? <laughs> Any changes? I haven't checked it recently. I How... need to buy a blood pressure cuff. How rapidly does blood pressure change? Like, is that something you can fix know. in a week or two? <laughs> well, I know, like, Cindy was saying, like, you drastically increase it when you exercise. Well, not drastically, but, like, significantly. Like, like during exercise or like exercise yeah, like makes your, it go up. Your blood pressure increases while you're exercising, like twenty oh. millimeters. Well, I would expect so. that. Yeah, but um, right. so it does fluctuate. But like lowering your permanent blood pressure, or like your resting, resting blood, blood pressure, pressure, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think I just have too much blood. That's my theory. Another reason I'd make a great decathlete. Um, <laughs> too much blood. <laughs> <laughs> too much blood not enough space <laughs> this guy's full to bursting with blood <laughs> i'm just walking around all my limbs are straight yeah i can't, <laughs> I can't bend them <laughs> <laughs> yeah can this we guy just... is topped off <laughs> <laughs> can we just leech you to solve your blood pressure issue yeah. what is it pressure oh, pressure equals Bloodletting. pv equals nrt yeah. Can you just reduce the flow rate? I don't know. I don't know. We could talk offline. <laughs> I'll um, give Sydney a call. Anyhow. Um What was I saying? Oh, at the Supapalooza. Um Bronson was there with his girlfriend Hannah. So that mm-hmm. was great. Um played some of the best cornhole in my life. I was on fire. I uh, yeah. went toe-to-toe with Father Stull, who was also on fire, and bested him. Oh, so that wow. Was nice. It's always nice to best um, a Silver Lake father. Yeah. But, uh, but Brian, after that, I find that um, the Stulls have gotten very much into pickleball. Oh, have they? Yeah, which I... The sport that's sweeping the I'm, nation. I'm, I'm something of a pickleball fiend yeah. myself. Not that I am in great practice, but I always seize pickletunities, as I call them. 
<laughs> of course you do. I think that I said that that night too. <laughs> I think you I always said pickle tunities. You always see as a pickle tunity. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but Brian, they call mm-hmm. Father Stull the Big Dill. So <laughs> this man was out for blood. He was okay. First of all, Dad and I go back to the house real quick. Change, come back. It's me. Change to my pickle gear. <laughs> yeah, the pickle. I show up in a giant pickle, just waddling. Um, but no. So it's me, Dad, Mike, Father Stall, Daughter Stall. What? Sister Stall? Sister Stall. Um, sister, daughter. I don't know. Older brother Stall. Um, John, Carol. It's two um, v two. Right? That was it. Yeah. There, there are rules for 2v1. Ooh, interesting. Um, but Brian, I was getting my ass handed to me. I oh, had games where I scored like one or two points, my team versus Father Stall and whoever he was with. Uh-huh. He would just like, he knows the strategy and he like plays in leagues and he's like 15 and one in the league. Oh like, my gosh. He's, he like will just pick you apart. He'll like spike you between apart. your legs. He'll pickle you apart. It like... He knows where you're going to go based on, like, positioning. So, like, he'll be, like, moving his paddle over to where he knows you're going to aim for before you hit there. And, like, it's nuts. It's just absolutely nuts. Um, But it was really, really fun. It was, uh, I ended up on the ground a lot more than I'm proud of. (laughs) But, uh. Just take a pickleball straight to the chest and it levels you. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Um, but then next day, went for a run with Bronson. That was delightful. Um, we ran by Bolick mm-hmm. and Brian. The track is gone. Gone? Gone. It's, it's been uprooted? From existence. Yeah, it's like dirt. For all of the track, the, the like field passed it down the hill, and then down the other hill towards Newberry, all of it's dirt. The other side of Newberry, you know, where it's like we'd be coming around the forest for our workouts, uh-huh. like over towards Silver Lake Avenue. Yeah. That's dirt. It's all dirt. Holy They're going to make a giant campus. They're doing it. They're doing it. They're pulling the trigger. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah so that was cool to see. But then uh, most of the rest of the day was fixing the car um, with dad rolling around in the driveway. So that was fun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then I came right back home. All right. Car runs great. Great. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Oh, wait. I forgot a story from the weekend, but I'll let you say something because this is kind of a story in itself. No, I got nothing. Go ahead. Okay, Brian. So (laughs) the morning of the game, I forgot, but I was horrendously hungover. Like. I don't like. I didn't think I drank that much, but I, I some combination. I think it's random at this point. You know, I'm 22, Brian. I'm not. A, I'm not a young buck coming into college, mm-hmm. fresh as a daisy. I get hungover sometimes. Um, so I wake up. I feel all right, but then you know how sometimes it's like you wake up and you feel fine, and then you just get like really hungover like soon thereafter. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one of those, and I'm getting ready for the long run because it's at Bass Island, and you know Jay Wilson doesn't shirk off a long run because he's hungover. Um, oh boy. 
But I get in my car to go to the long run, and I'm about like two, three minutes late for leaving. Um, I actually think I was going to get there on time. I wouldn't have if my car had started in that moment, just a flash forward, but just try to start the car, barely turns over at all. So I was just like, well, shoot. <laughs> um, so then I send out an SOS text to try and get somebody to pick me up. I think, no, it's not going to happen because I'm already running a little bit late. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, Joey Schlick, the Schlickster. I'm going to say both of his names because it's such a good name. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, uh, he says he can pick me up. So I'm just like, hell yeah. And also, he was one of the guests of honor. So I knew they weren't going to leave without him. Yes. So I'm just like, getting a ride from Joey. Nice. So I'm sitting there. Yeah, on my patio. On. Pause. Or, I guess yeah. I guess anyone that I knew at Cincinnati has now graduated because you're a senior. Yeah. I'm the oldest. Wow. So Schlickster's a graduate. Yeah. Well, you know my generation. You ran with them. Yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember Phil? Phil. I knew a Phil that was older than me. He was kind of a quiet guy freshman year, but boy, is he blossomed he's oh, yeah <laughs> yeah he's such a goofball you I, I really want you to meet him but anyways so um so brian i'm waiting on the stoop for joey schlick mm-hmm. and um the cool morning air is starting to make me shiver but also staving off the waves of nausea we're like i am actively fighting the urge to vomit like oh, it was man bad. <laughs> so um i get in the car and i'm sitting there and the heat's on which i like but then also it doesn't help the uh-huh. nausea and we're driving to Bass Island, mm-hmm. and we run into a road race. We're just like, oh no, a road race is going where we want to go. We'll just cut over. Go to cut over, same road race, blocking us. Go the other direction, same road race, blocking us. We like went so many weird convoluted ways around Clifton to try and get past this race, but it was a half marathon, apparently. So we like couldn't get around it. It took us like 30 minutes to get around this thing. Oh my gosh. So we were like extremely late we had to pull like eight u-turns which i was loving all of it um, <laughs> considering my state yeah but eventually we get to the trailhead and br- by the time we got to the trailhead i was sitting there thinking i i might have to sit in my car or joey's car i might have to sit in the car and wait for them to run because i don't know if i can run like this is so bad oh my god <laughs> but i got out of the, the hot car and the cool morning breeze hits my face and i think well maybe just maybe and then i think to myself you know what i'll do a practice jog across the parking lot so i, I take a practice jog uh-huh. <laughs> and i'm like okay okay maybe, maybe i can do this i'll, I'll start the run i was gonna say so you just have start... to have the motivation to start the run <laughs> yeah so bear in mind i'd already taken one really bad uh trip to the bathroom that morning mm-hmm. um to try and like you know unload whatever bad juju I had, um, but then start the run, and I feel good off the bat. I'm just like this is helping. I like this. I'm I need to go slow right now, but I'm I'm glad I'm doing this. And then eventually I get up to speed, and I'm just like okay, yeah, I'm a normal person. This is good. I can do this. And then just like wave of nausea nausea hits, and I'm just like oh boy, and I drop back, and then eventually <laughs> it passes, and I catch back up, and that happened for. A long time. <laughs> Just wave of nausea, fall off, feel better, come back. Yeah, so it, it was more good running than nausea, I'd okay. say. But then also my bowels were just plotting against me the whole time. 
Because we get four miles out, and that's where the first porta potties are. So I'm mm-hmm. just like, guys, I assuredly need to stop at this porta potty. So I stop. And um, another small note: the my favorite porta potty vandalism I've ever seen on the handle when you turned it to locked, the spot on the wall next to like the locking mechanism where it was pointing said "poop alone," and then when you opened it, it pointed to another thing that said "poop with friends." <laughs> 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 that's amazing but uh yeah but then we decide to go two miles further out so we're gonna go for six miles total we get two miles out come back and i'm just like guys gotta hit the porta potty again this is a this is a rough one uh-huh. so I hit, the, hit the porta potty again it's just as bad um <laughs> and i feel like that's part on. of the cleansing process that's why i like running when i'm hungover it just fast tracks it oh yeah cl- clears the mechanism yeah so i on the way back we get two miles further towards the parking lot. So now at this point, we're two miles out. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, I, I might have to pull off in the woods. <laughs> yep. it's, getting re- it's getting real dicey. But I was able to hold it together. And uh, everyone was very kind in the sense where, I, like, at times I was like, guys, you might have to drop me. And they said, no, we're not in a rush. Like, just, like, ride it out. And I'm just like, all right. Um, finished the run. Felt like a new man afterwards, Brian. I felt so much better. Yeah. It was like, great. had a new lease on life. Um, did not stop me from pooping two more times when I got home. (laughs) (laughs) Completing the circuit of five shits before noon. (laughs) That's what running will do to you. Yep. So after a night of drinking. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think I haven't been drinking a lot lately or something, but that I was leveled (laughs) and emptied. Just Um, a hollowed out man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I was like, I was in a spot where I was like so happy just to be alive after that, that then I went to the football game. I didn't, I didn't drink a drop of alcohol for the rest of the day. Not that I didn't feel good enough to, I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel the need. I'm, I'm happy to just watch some football today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, that's just so nice. Like after completing the five stop circuit, it's like just to think <laughs> just to think that like all of that was inside me and yeah. I I expelled it all. It's all out now. Like yeah. Other people dealing with a hangover the traditional way, they're just holding that in. Yeah. But uh yeah, it was it was funny watching me compared to Joey who like wasn't hungover because he's he was talking about how like he needed to get back as fast as he could to like start pre-gaming for the football game. Uh-huh. Um and he was like in a rush the whole time and like he was saying, dude, I'm not even showering. I'm, I'm going home, I'm changing, I'm getting to the tailgate. And like I was sitting there and I was like I like got back and I was like it was like I had returned from a long journey or like being stranded in the woods for a long time. I was just like take a shower and like really live it up and then like make a hot beverage and a breakfast and just sit there and just like I was just so grateful to be in sweats and like <laughs> yeah. not hating the world. Oh man. And then eventually I was just like, all right, it's time to go to the football game. And then I went. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yep. The different lives that yep. are being lived in the streets of Clifton. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, we're just about at an hour. So you want to call that call that an episode? Well, Brian. I have one more thing that I saw today that I want to tell you about. It's real quick. Tell me. 
You mentioned the streets of Clifton, and I saw perhaps one of my favorite sights that I've ever seen in Clifton. Oh boy, it was, this must be a good one. We were ascending the hill into Second Park of Two Parks. It's called Fairview, for any who are interested. Uh-huh. You know that little hill that we go up at first? Well. Uh-huh. Somebody's car was parked on the hill, and apparently they were having some car issues, because there was a man at the front of the car trying to hold the hood up. Now I could tell that not only were there no hydraulics on this hood, but there was also no, like, stand... Mm-hmm. For the hood? Mm-hmm. So he's trying to prop up the hood, Brian. And I'll give you th- two guesses as to what he's trying to prop up the hood with. <laughs> okay. A crutch? Nope. What else could you use to prop up a hood? An umbrella? Close. It was a half-drank two-liter of off-brand Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that big. No, you had to go real close to the to the joint of the hood. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't working great, I'll say that. <laughs> but the physics weren't there. No, and we were all just kind of trying not to laugh while we were too close. Uh-huh. And then we got further away, and then eventually we were just like, do you guys see that? And he was like, oh yeah, we all saw it. We were all drawn <laughs> in. Um, but then somebody made the good point. They said, there were two people sitting in the car. <laughs> that could have been so, like, helping him. One, we don't think this was his car. Two, either of them could have helped him. Yeah, it was like, but no, he's sitting there trying to prop it open with a two liter of Mountain Dew. Like, what? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was open too. Like, it was an open two liter of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Did you fix and it? Just... No, I spilled Mountain Dew all over the engine. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> this stuff's basically antifreeze, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so I just wanted to give you that little uh, little. Little gem from Clifton yeah. since you haven't been here in a while. Oh, Clifton, never change. <laughs> yep. But I believe, without further ado, may I introduce to you the end of the podcast. Um, you can email us at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at weeklywilsonpod on Twitter. Or you can follow our Instagram account. Or our, Mm-hmm. All right, that's all we got for you this week. Um, Brian, <laughs> thanks for coming on. <laughs> it was a pleasure to catch up with you. Um, but yeah, until the end of next week, and unless otherwise noted, my name's Jay Wilson, his name's Brian Wilson, and this has been The Weekly Wilson. scoop it up beep ba doo wop boop bop skip bop doo wop Did you, you didn't shout out any of the social media, did you? <laughs> I did. It just stopped? I don't know, I kind of zoned out when that was happening. I, ab- I aborted shouting out the Instagram, but I got through the Twitter and, uh, okay, that's the Twitter and email perfectly fine. <laughs> All right, that's good, that's good. Yeah. <laughs>